What, what else do you have to offer that the common man cannot process, Chris? Anything else? <laughs> um, These are my Christians here. Christians, they can't process it. You know, until a pastor dumb dumb approves it, right? He's the guy with a plaque on the wall and four years of education. Until Pastor Dumb Dumb approves it, well, Dave, we're going to think you're a very strange person. Well, I already knew that, so I'm just pointing it out, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Go ahead. Uh, well, hey, Jeff, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Do you think uh, dinosaurs are in the Bible at all? Yeah, I, I do. I mean, you know, uh, like in Job. Yeah, the, the behemoth. Behemoth and Leviathan, you know, probably. Uh, I, I, but I do, I do think there's. I just think it's real scarce. But I think there's uh, a few places that seem to mention dinosaurs or creatures like that. Mhm. Mhm. I mean, it does talk about dragons. Yeah, it, do, it does, and that's. And it talks about them like they're real creatures. Yes. Yes. So they're. I believe they're mentioned. It's. It's just. There's not a lot of talk about them, just kind of like, uh, you know, the Nephilim or whatever, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Some indication, but it's not like a, a a ton of places where they're talked about. I think the behemoth is pretty clear. Kind of like the, the tail, like a cedar tree, and the, the uh, bones, like bars of brass. Yes. Yeah. That's like a pretty clear, like, sauropod. Type dinosaur to me. I I don't know. I mean, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know I, what I, else you're gonna do with that. Yeah, I've talked about that, and you know, when it's explained away, usually as a hippo, it's like, well, what are you oh, doing? Yeah. With the tail? You know, the the tail doesn't line up, and, and and I've I've also heard them, you know, try to explain away as an an alligator or a crocodile or something, and it's like, well, you still can't explain the tail away because unless that unless it was, you know, sixty or seventy feet long, you can't really explain the tail. Uh, the way it's described there. Well, they can't describe the bones as being bars of brass either. No, they can't. <laughs> uh, and so they they just go and and say that it's just uh you know poetic or uh, metaphorical or whatever. Yeah. Uh, description and it's like no, it's not. You know, he's describing what he saw. No, it's, it, to me, it's clear cut. It's just people that don't want to see it because it doesn't fit their worldview, you know, or biblical view, or whatever they've established. Mm-hmm. I mean, all ancient uh, cultures had traditions of dragons, mm-hmm. you know, and even the Chinese they had a they had traditions of dragon bones, and they actually, mm-hmm. when when presented with dinosaur bones, they actually called them dragon bones. Yes. So they they already made that association, you know what I mean? So <laughs> that's evidence. Yeah. That's prima facie evidence right there that, that that's what the term dragon meant to these people, the ancient people, you know? Yeah, exactly. There, there's a lot of stories <laughs> of, of knights that uh, you know killed the dragon. It was dinosaurs. Oh yeah, well I have uh, I actually have two books here I'd recommend for people. Uh, one's called Here Be Dragons by Ralph Whitlock. Mm-hmm. Another one's called British Dragons by Jacqueline Simpson, and they both basically go through all the accounts, you know, in like medieval Europe and stuff. Yes. 
of the dragon accounts, you know, the knights fighting dragons and all that. And most of them are written in a very, you know, not hardly, there's like no embellishment. You know, they're just written as like a matter of fact, you know, the knight went out to kill this dragon, you know, that was terrorizing the countryside, you know, and yeah, I mean, they, yeah. it was all described like it was a real animal, you know. Yeah, they were usually killing livestock and yeah, uh-huh. maybe maybe even getting children or people, you know, too, and uh, they'd go out and kill them. Yeah, and uh, but that becomes mythology, you know, over mm-hmm. time. Uh, so yeah, there's there's lots of historical evidence that uh, you know they just would call dragons back then, not dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, another objection people have that they make to uh, uh, men not being able to coexist with, coexist with dinosaurs is there's like there's no way men would survive, you know, like yeah. But uh, even if you look at like the Ica stones, I've I've examined those a lot, and uh, on some of the stones it'll it'll depict like an adult version of the dinosaur, but and like a young a baby version like next to each other. Mm-hmm. It clearly shows you know that they're making that distinction, and then it'll yeah. show like a person on the stone as well, and the person will be proportional in size to the adult. Yeah. So it's like I think that uh, not just ne- not just counting the nephilim, but I think just normal man used to be way bigger back then. <laughs> We've yeah, evolved I mean, a lot. I- I've wondered know? about that myself. That uh, I know that. I know that, like, for example, Adam and Eve and early man was uh, way more intelligent. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've heard and read, you know, that it was like maybe 1,400 IQ or something. But uh, I, I've also wondered about their physical stature, you know, how much bigger they might have been. Yeah. So, and and that is definitely one, one explanation. But also I just think it's like, well, you know, we exist with other creatures, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, crocodiles and alligators and uh, things like that that can get really huge and kill people. And, you know, so I, I don't well, think plus, that's a good argument. Plus, it's like how many dinosaurs really even got that size? Yeah. You know, most of them were, I mean, most of the, even the species that were, that they supposedly know of today, I mean, there's a very small handful that got, real massive sizes. Most of them are like dog size or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just like most animals today. There's not very very many animals that really get huge like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and even if they did, uh, they, they're they probably like most wild animals. Most wild animals stay away from man. Yeah, well, they would have had that same fear, you know, just deducing from the Bible. The, the fear is in all the creatures. Yeah, that's why. I, that's why I even think like the Bigfoot and dogmen generally are cautious in retreat from from people. They generally it seems like they have that same fear. Yeah, well, Chris, I think if uh, if there was these dinosaurs, if they like uh, even the size of a dog or a sheep or something like that, they could be pretty fierce. That type of an animal, and if they do expose themselves, they're going to have a Think about it. You're gonna have a bunch of these guys going out in the woods trying to chase them down and uh, eradicate them just for their hunting type and uh, uh, manliness. You know what I mean for bragging rights. You know. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. And I think, that, you know, possibly after the uh, after the first century cataclysm, the ones that were left. Yeah, they were those, hunted down by the knights. Exactly, yep. exactly. Yep. Who was that? Was that uh, there's that always picture that uh, Prince Arthur. Saint George of the, the Dragon. Yeah, killed the killed the die killed the dragon. What was that? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, you know things like that. That actually might have happened, I think. Okay. Yeah. But, uh-huh. uh, but if you look at those pictures, it wasn't like this big dinosaur like we're seeing. It was more like you know the size of a man, I guess, or whatever. You know, and uh, it was probably word got out. It was probably running around stealing the chickens, stealing cows or sheep and stuff like that, and uh, harassing. I don't want to say little old ladies, but you know what I mean. Uh, scaring the peasants, if you want. That's kind of a derogatory yeah. statement. But you know, they went out and he slaughtered it. And he got fame. Got fame for that, you know. So. Uh, um, yeah, well, I think uh, devolution had a lot to do with. You know, it applied to the dinosaurs as well a lot. Like, uh, I think, I think there, I think the oxygen content was far higher in the past, like before the yeah. first century cataclysm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Which allowed yeah. things to grow a lot bigger. You know, I, so I think the fiery like, cataclysm put a lot more carbon into the atmosphere and just totally messed everything up. Right, dinosaurs are yeah. possibly big lizards. You know what I mean? So, uh, I mean, you take like a Gila monster and you give it a bunch of oxygen, and it grows ten times or five times its size. That's a pretty scary uh, character there. You know, so yeah, who knows, you know. That's why um, I think you know a lot of the ones you see in these uh, accounts of like knights and stuff, which would have followed the cataclysm, they generally were a lot smaller. They didn't really get to those. They didn't get to those sizes anymore. No, you know? right, right. You know, you guys were uh, asking later on about uh, monsters and stuff, and I was kind of sitting back. I, uh, yeah. I got a little different uh, experiences, I guess, on seeing strange things or whatever. Um, I've, uh, you know, I got my open opinion on uh, um, like things like Bigfoot and stuff, and I've actually talked to Jeff a little bit about this. He knows that, and. Uh, you know, some of this stuff could be hidden underground and comes out every now and some of it could be manifesting, some of it could be uh, uh, military or, uh, you know, medical type things like uh, you were talking about, uh, the, not the Birdman or whatever that was out in, uh, in the East Coast out there. Um, I, I've only been attacked in my, uh, like, sleep, and this is going back maybe, oh, 20, 25 years ago, um, where a, uh, you know, chased by, like, you know, I, like a reptilian type thing, okay, you know, and uh, of course, then the uh, the sleep paralysis kicks in. You know what I mean? And uh, you wake up and you, you the sleep paralysis, you can't do anything. You're uh, you're froze. You can't scream or anything like that. And uh, uh, I've probably experienced that. Man, that was like 25, 30 years ago. Actually, and uh, I've kind of come to the conclusion on the one I'm talking about right now. Um, now that I'm aware of how these. Uh, I call them the ankle biters, some of these demonic beings that bother you every day. I think they they can manifest in your mind like that in your dreams sometimes, okay? And uh, when you're a new Christian, you're not fully protected, if you know what I mean. You're, uh, I actually think uh, the Father allows that to happen to teach you about these things, okay? And uh, um, I kind of got through that. I haven't been attacked. I've not been attacked for 20, 25 years like that. But uh, I remember those episodes really well where... Uh, you'll see something, you'll be running, and then you freeze, and uh, uh, I was actually call, calling upon the name of the Lord and everything like that, and it worked the first couple of times, and it, but I was kind of confused because it didn't work the last time. It was really strange, you know, and, it, and I think that was all a learning process to kind of learn, um, just a teaching process for myself, okay? But I think that was more of a demonic manifestation I, I, I've had. Um, I've never really seen anything... And uh, physically, 
Uh, I've been in the woods quite a lot. I've done a lot of camping and stuff. Um, I've heard things, you know, but I've never really had the fear of uh, being attacked or something's out there. I just never had that fear. I never felt any presence of anything. So, um, so it's kind of hard hard for me to relate a monster story to you guys, if you know what I mean. All right. Um, like say the closest one I could could have was like a surreal, surreal, uh, surrealistic dream of a. Uh, I guess uh, I guess the best way to explain it would be like a, uh, um, yeah, a, rept- a reptoid type thing, a monster like that, you know, very scary. Most surrealistic dreams are very very scary because it, it, yeah. it you actually feel like you're living in when it's going when it's happening, you know. So. Oh yeah, I've had one of those with a reptilian. Yeah. Oh really? It's. Uh uh-huh, um, Yeah. Quite shocking, isn't it? Did you freeze up and have a sleep paralysis too? No, but I mean it was definitely lucid, like. uh I mean, it did not, I could feel it, you know, it didn't, didn't, it wasn't like a dream, you know what I mean, it felt uh-huh. real. <laughs> right, yeah. So. Shaking in your boots, right? He, he was standing at the edge of my, uh, at my bed, and he, he Whoa. grabbed my foot, and, and just broke my foot, and I woke up. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> yeah. He just grabbed it, and, like, broke my ankle, and I woke up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. What, what yeah. did it look like? I could say the best way to explain it, like a rept- reptoid type thing, or what? It's like a classic reptilian. Okay, yeah, like that's what I thought too. I think these uh-huh. little lower, I think these little uh, lower demonic beings, uh, they do that. Uh, they probably don't look like that, but they can manifest that in your conscience or your subconscious. Okay, especially sure, when you're sleeping, yeah. I think. And uh, um, what I've kind of seen too in studying and just uh, not, uh, um, is that a lot. Uh, not too many of these beings can actually manifest in the flesh. And a lot of people think that these uh, uh, demonic entities, they can manifest into the flesh into like uh, whatever, dogs or wolves or, or, you know, or satanic type things or reptoids and stuff. Um, these, a lot of these, uh, most of the, most of them cannot, but they can, they can get into your conscience like that. And that's, that's really their tool is playing in your mind. Okay. Now, Maybe some of the top entities, uh, top demonic beings, they might be able to uh, transform into the physical, okay? But uh, I don't think the majority of them can't, all right? But uh, they, they can play with your mind. Their, their, their playground is your mind, okay, inside your mind, your conscience or subconscious. So, so as I say, I think I was talking to Jeff before about Bigfoot and stuff. We kind of went through a scenario where uh, – they may be underground. They may be in a uh, different dimension, dimensional realm. They can come in and out of. Okay. Um, yeah. There's uh, if you talk about these realms, there's uh, probably all these hidden realms all over the world, all over the uh, the uh, the earth. Okay. And uh, some are good and some are bad, from what I've seen. And um, they may have their own realm where they hang out. And every now and then they can, they can come through the realm entire world and then. It's like they can disappear real quick. Well, how do they do that? They either go underground or they, you know, it's not really a dimensional change. It's almost like going through a, uh, um, it's like a curtain, best way to explain it. They have a protective, uh, there's like a protective shield around it, which is which hides them, okay? And they kind of go back into that curtain, back into their realm, all right? Not, and not too many, not, not too many of them can come in, and, come in and go out for what I've seen. Just a few of them can. So that's why you don't see them too often, I guess, you know? No, I, I, as I say, I don't know much about it. Can they grab somebody and take them back in there? I don't know, you know. Jeff and I have talked about this 411 thing uh, and all these national parks and these kids and people just disappearing. 
right, you know, 20 feet away or 30 feet away from their parents and stuff. And it's like, are they, you know, what, what's that all about? You know, all you can do is think about that. And uh, they might be being grabbed and taken into a different world, I guess. I, I don't know. We, we never really came there's to actually that. There's actually uh, accounts of that in the missing 411. Yes. Nama, exactly. There's this one account I heard of. This guy was walking through the woods, and he took a step, and he, like, so it was it was it was daylight out when he was walking through the woods. He took a step forward and like almost like stepped through a portal or something, and everything became completely nighttime. And he was in like a totally different environment. Yeah. And he heard, and he heard a voice say "Got ya," and he literally he saw this like arm mm-hmm. coming into his field of view, like reaching to grab him. And his first instinct was to step back, you know, the way he came. And he like yeah. step. It's almost like he stepped back out of the portal, and everything was back back to normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love that exact story. And, and uh, isn't that crazy? And it was yeah. like an inhuman arm too. It wasn't a human arm. Yeah, I, I've actually read a lot of stories that that seem to indicate people that have stepped into or gone into a different realm, uh, and everything would change. It would be, and all of a sudden they'd be on a path they were very familiar with, or road or whatever. And then it would turn into they didn't recognize anything. Everything was different, and uh, they would have very weird experiences. Sometimes even uh, the people were odd or even not uh, human. And uh, somehow, you know, they would uh, kind of backtrack or whatever, and and get back uh, to their realm, our realm. And so that's what makes me think that you know, like Chuck said, we, me and him, have talked about it some. That at least some of the sightings of Bigfoot and, and other creatures may be uh, from another realm. They 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 may not all be uh, terrestrial in that sense, you know. Yeah, yeah, a realm is a little different than a dimension. I think, don't you, Jeff? You know what I mean? They think a different dimension. Uh, um, yeah, um, but see, I I I haven't read deep into it because it's pretty complex, but. A realm and a dimension is not the same. There, there's, right. there, there's a difference, and I, uh, the stuff I've read that you know people that tend to look at things like we do, they're saying it's not a dimension, it's a, it's a realm, and there's a difference. And, and it's kind of like you've described it, I think, more like a walking through a curtain or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like a protective shield. It's, it's hidden from us, you know. And, yeah. Uh, um, I, I think. To be honest with you, I think uh, uh, the father's hidden a lot of stuff, a lot of uh, a lot of things on this on this earth from us. All right, and yeah. uh, matter of fact, he's some of these things that he's protecting from mankind. He's actually hidden by these realms, you know. And uh, um, not all these realms are good. Okay, there's uh, there's good realms and bad realms out there too. So uh, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I just don't know. It's like who knows until you. I think until we're all. Until it's all back revealed to us, then we'll know a little bit more, you know. So, yeah. well, uh, I'm sure you're both aware that uh, Nikola Tesla said that Earth is actually a realm, mm-hmm. which, you know, makes sense with what we're talking about. Is we're just talking about uh, different realms. We're, we're a realm, I guess, exist in a realm, and maybe it's the primary realm. You know, if you want to look at it that way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. And and then, but there are other realms, and how many I don't know. But uh, that kind of makes sense to me. And it's like you know, 
Nikola Tesla, however he got his information, he did know a lot of things. You know, he was shut down and his tech, his technology and, and everything was stolen and uh, hidden away. But um, he knew a lot, and I think it would be wrong to just say, well, he's wrong about that. I think he may be right that it was a rental, that we're in a rental. It's like, it's like did, did anybody see the movie Wonder Woman? Yes, I watched that last weekend. Okay, in the beginning of the, remember uh, the Amazonian woman tribe, the Amazonian warriors, they, they were given that island they lived on, right? Now, this is just a movie. Yep. I'm just using it for an example. Now, yep. remember, they, remember there was like a protective shield or around that so nobody could find it or see it? Yep. That, was like a, that was like a protected realm, wasn't it? And that's where they lived. And yep. they were in seclusion, and, uh, and uh, some of them... Like Wonder Woman could leave, right? They some of them could leave, but most of them never left that realm, did they? Okay. Yeah. And the guy in the movie or whatever, abs- uh, accidentally stumbled into the realm in an airplane, didn't he? And crashed, right? Yeah. You know, so you know, so as I say, that's kind of my best explanation. Mm-hmm. Here's a movie talking about what just what we're talking about: these realms within a realm, a protected, uh, a protected area that's uh, secluded, hidden, and uh, so maybe some of these monster type things we're talking about, like Bigfoot or. Uh, or whatever, they may have a habitation place like that where the, the science is not, you know, uh, our modern scientists have no idea about or can't even go that far. So, Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that, that, that's very uh, interesting because like in that movie, when the Germans uh, eventually uh, find that realm accidentally, do you remember uh-huh. that uh, the, the Nazis are like on a, a boat and it looks like, and it's stormy and dark where they're at, uh-huh. and the the one soldier in the front of the the little boat sticks his arm through and its head, and all of a sudden it's sunny skies and it's that island. And when he pulls back out, it's all stormy and dark, mm-hmm. and they, they end up all going through. And that's how the the Nazis get through on, you know, and uh, to go right. after the uh, the hero of the movie. And, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was World War One. I. I don't think they were Nazis yet, but <laughs> well, no, I, that, that's right. I'm sorry. I, I, German, I, yeah, I the, German, the, the German force. There you go. So. It, it was German. That's right. It was. Uh, I got it confused with World War Two because that's the exactly. So did I too. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. It's World War One. But that yeah, goes but Chris was saying too, you know, about that story of, you know, the guy that, uh, you know, he stepped into when he kind of went through that uh, that veil or, or whatever. It uh, did you say, Chris? Did you say it turned dark, or it was dark where he was at? No, it was it was daylight. It was daytime when he was walking through the woods, and it, he took a step, one step through almost like a portal or something, and it turned into the complete opposite, nighttime. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's, just, that's just funny because that's what the movie represented too. Which movie is that? Sorry, I was a uh, uh, Wonder uh, Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah, I saw that. When did that happen? Uh, in the be- in the beginning of the movie, where the pilot he flew. Oh yeah, yeah, the and they're they're on the ships, and it's like nighttime, and they go through the thing, and it's. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Right. Some sort of force shield or veil or a protective, whatever, something protecting right. the realm. You know, yeah. Right, yeah. 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 
was I think based on that movie it was uh, that was given to them by whatever the gods or whatever, and there was a protective shield around it to keep everybody out and unaware of it. They couldn't even see it or locate it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was just saying I was using that example as like a realm in a realm, like the world of realm, and there's different realms like that possibly all over the place with these hidden type uh, stuff hidden from mankind in, inside these realms. Okay, but uh, I was just making a point that there's a movie, you know that. There's a bunch of movies, but that new movie out right there had a, a great example of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that movie had a lot of esoteric stuff in it. I'd like to see it again. I'd catch more stuff next time. It's pretty interesting. Well, uh, Chuck, uh, how many... Uh, have, have you, like, speculated as to how many other realms you think there might be? I mean... Oh my God! I couldn't even imagine. You know, I couldn't. I think there's so. Because I say my my opinion is just uh, the more I pray and the more that I uh, um, get closer to the Father. Uh, there's so much out there hidden from us. It's like it's glorious what He's hidden from us. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I I believe we live in a uh, um, um, you know, we're under corporate judgment, and all this has been taken away from us. And uh, it's almost like the promises of the Bible. What you know just you know what he has to give us and what's been taken away is it's it's unimaginable we can't even we can't even we can't even uh think of how beautiful and stuff and what he's actually created for us has been taken away from us we live in a very uh very polluted time right now as i put it we live like i think we live in like a tribulation era not just seven years tribulation but this whole era we live in right now ever since the first century is a, a tribulationary um um God's been taken away from us. Spirituality's been taken away from us. We've been enslaved by the Illuminati. They've been given the power by God, and uh, all this has been taken away. And I think the next era, which is going to be God's kingdom, is going to be set up, in my opinion. And uh, this is all going to be given back to us. So it's going to be glorious. The things that that he that that he's created in the first place that man originally had has been taken away from us, and that'll all be back to us. You can't even imagine how glorious it's going to be. The things he has. The things he's created, we don't have access to. So that's uh, that's what keeps me going, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and you well, see a little bit of it here. You, you feel a little bit of it. You get fired up. And it's like I just know there's much, 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 much more, much more, you know? So, yeah, I, I, I believe that too. Don't, don't you think that uh, that's what the Garden of Eden was, was it was another realm that they could access? Um. Yeah, you could, you could say that. Yeah, sure. It's, uh, I'm not. I'm not sure what the. I'm not sure about that. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I, you know that's absolutely what it was, but I, I think it's. Uh, I, there's so much confusion about the Garden of Eden. Like, are you familiar with all the evidence to indicate that it's at the North Pole? Uh, well, no, I've heard that. I've heard that. I, I see so much. There's a lot. <laughs> so, but I mean, I've never I I've never really focused on it, Chris, or tried to get an answer. You know what I mean? Um, um, boy, it takes now, a lot of things. Yeah, you're a researcher, Chris, so you keep on digging and digging and digging and digging and digging, and it's still not. It, there's, uh, uh, well, not I, I I know that all my digging is futile because I believe that I can't know anything for certain unless it's you know I get it from revelation, you know, from an omniscient mind. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So now I can't. Uh, I can't know. 
I mean, that's bringing, why I said I don't, I don't know. Funny, you know? Actually, the, bringing that question up yeah. about where is the Garden of Eden is a whole four-hour podcast by itself. Okay, you know that, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Dave thinks it's at the North Pole, does he? You know, Chuck. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, well, uh, uh, as I say, we'll say that for another podcast. You know what I mean? He got some ideas on it, but it's uh. I'd have to. You got to do a lot of background stuff before you uh make a sense what uh what what possibly where it possibly could be. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. I just thought that was an interesting possibility that maybe it was kind of a they were it was kind of like a realm that they entered and they were able to enter until they sinned. Well, it's uh, uh, it's probably a land. It is a land, okay. I don't want to say a realm. It's it's a land, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You know, it's a place. Whether it's in a realm, I think it, no, I think it's in this realm, but it's just a place, a different place that we don't have access to right now, okay. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's prote- yeah, it's probably protected. It's probably protected so man can't find it or see it right now, you know. Yeah. And yeah, uh, just veiled like we've been talking. Yeah. 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 Which I don't know uh, if that would make it another realm, but it's it's veiled. Veiled, definitely, absolutely, right. That's the whole thing talking about these realms. As I say, it's still here. They're just like protected. So I, I just call them different realms because we don't we don't have access to it, you know. And I think this, yeah. what, what I've seen is these uh, this protection is veil over it. Um, everything's been polluted. I think the uh, the what we live in right now is the most. This is the most polluted. If you call it our realm, what we see, you know, Chicago, Milwaukee, San Francisco, like the world that we know is the yeah. most polluted one out there. Some of these realms are, uh, they don't have as much pollution in them as we have in this. I think we got the most pollution on this earth in our realm, okay? Yeah. Some of these realms are uh, not just protect to keep us away, but also to keep some of the uh, demonic activity and uh, uh, some of these bad things that happen in our airways, it, keep, it kind of keeps those out keeps them insulated from that there so some of these realms are a lot more peaceful than our realm they don't have to put put up as much trash as we do every day you know and uh yeah like they just trash we put up here everybody just takes it for normal they think the way that's the way it is well it's uh we don't, they don't know what's as polluted as it is because we grew up in it so it's to us it's just normal to live in a polluted realm you know what i mean it's, yeah uh, and i think uh What's up through prayer and stuff like that? That's all going to change, and uh, when God sets all this stuff back right, so yeah, things yeah, to live for, you know, that stuff to look for. That's the great hope, man. What's going to happen? You know what I mean? So that's yeah. What they say. That's what keeps me going there. So yeah, I agree. I think uh, you know if you think about like as I see all the stuff hidden and all the. Uh, the beautiful stuff that the father's actually made for us. This 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 whole place down here was uh it was actually made for the angels, you know what I mean? It was like a they're in a spiritual spiritual habitation, right? And uh the father who is a you know, he's a builder, a creator, right? He created um something in the physical, probably through I don't know, sound waves or whatever, but somehow he put a physical together and this was a new thing when he created created the earth down here it was a physical plane so he took the spiritual and he actually made a physical plane out of it now his family the angels up there they had a new um they had new things they could experience in the physical okay and they did and 
um, beautiful stuff. As I say, he's a builder, a creator, an architect. Think about what he <laughs> you can only imagine what he created, right, for his uh, for his family, for the angels, for them to explore and to, uh, you know, I just use the term play in, you know what I mean, to experience, to enjoy, all right? And uh, um, that's the way it was originally, and it all got messed up. And so all of this right now is going through, uh, just not teaching us, teaching them um, what happens when you go against God, perhaps, or whatever, or... Um, what happens uh, if you get too far out there? But anyway, it got polluted, put it that way. And uh, they've been waiting for all this to be put back together, too, so they can have access to uh, to these to these gifts, you know. And uh, that's the way I see it right now. So everything's yeah. messed up right now, man. I, and I, I just believe that it's, it's all coming back together, though. It's, uh, he's getting ready to make a move and uh, start putting all this stuff back together. And uh, he's letting people know that, I think, you know. Yeah. This is getting pretty bad down here, don't you think, Jeff? Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> way, way overboard, isn't it? You know. Yeah, it's just it gets crazier every day. I, I, you know, I've said it before, but it's like every day it's like you wake up in the twilight zone. I expect to see Rod Serling step out of the corner of my room and start talking. Uh huh. Just crazy. I'm actually. It's kind of funny. I'm actually meeting more and more people places I stop that I'm having um, spiritual uh, conversations with. It's really kind of cool. And uh, all of them are interested. They say, well, how do you know, how do you know this? <laughs> how do you, how do you know these things I'm talking about? And I, le- I learned them all on this show. Okay. Yeah. And so I tell them that, well, you know, we have, I, you know, part of a little podcast and stuff and uh, they all, I, I've given, you know, they all want the link to it. They give me their email. So I send them the link to the podcast. Now this has been going on the last couple of weeks. It just happened today again, too very interesting you know so yeah. uh, i see a movement going on here it's pretty cool yeah 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 i've told a couple of people here lately about the uh the podcast and uh-huh. uh, you know not uh not to the point of you know giving them a link or anything but but talking about it and um uh it, it does it just seems like something's getting ready to happen yeah i think so i, I see so many things happening that's uh pushing and showing that, you know. So as Dave was kind of talking earlier, as um um through prayer and stuff, we you know, he's we kinda of know let's get it out there. You know, it was like I think he was uh the father was always holding it back, holding it back, holding it back, but I think there's uh some stuff going on spiritually here. I think it's I think things are speeding up there, Jeff. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. Um is Chris still there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, I'm in the chat room. Hey, oh, you guys okay. have got some really good ideas. All right, I'm, I think I'm going to promote you guys. Where's Dave been? Dave is in the chat room, furiously. This reminds me of my old days on Talent Talk. He's furiously pounding the, the uh, keyboard. and uh, You know something? Who was ever better in tech? Everybody disagrees with me. Nobody believes me. I've always maintained across the board, brace yourself. I am better in text than I am live. How could that possibly be true? You haven't seen what I text. All right? There is no person that appears to be more intelligent on Facebook or any other Internet 
format that is going to appear smarter than Dave. Now, that was an extraordinary claim. Okay. Let's question that a little bit. You want to come dialogue with me on Facebook, see what you're made of? Did you hear what I just said? I said I'm better in text. <laughs> and you don't believe that? And I've never heard anybody affirm that. That's my own personal opinion, and no one has ever agreed with me. Right? That's, what, that's my opinion. All right? I'm not too good here in audio. You, you guys are pretty good, though. I'm going to promote you. All right? Yeah. <laughs> You were searching well, all my ideas. I'm, I'm clapping in the background. You guys, we, we, yeah. we've had we've had good training in the past. I think, Dave. You know. Oh uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm a good I'm a cult leader. You got to give me some credit now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now we have some uh, problems here in the chat room. But, uh, mm-hmm. I'm kind of dealing with that. You know, it's going to be a comedy act. Yeah, that's my mm-hmm. ultimate psyop. I mean, anybody shows any kind of aggression towards yeah. me, I'll just uh, deflect into well, comedy, it, and we'll, we'll have a good time all together. Well, it's, per, it's perfect. We're having a comedy monster show tonight. This is that, you know, Absolutely. Well, anyway, Chuck, what is your favorite monster? You haven't made a public declaration. No, I, 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 if you weren't listening, I, was talk, I, I basically said I've never really had a physical monster, but uh, I think the, the uh, 25, 30 years ago, uh, Chris, Chris had the same thing where uh, – uh, in the mind or a lucid dream, uh, a rept- uh, reptoid-type, you know, creature uh, chasing me where I uh, actually ended up in sleep paralysis, okay? And uh, uh-huh. that was the closest I ever came. The scariest thing that ever happened to me in my life was it was uh, in a lucid dream, okay? But uh, mm-hmm. talking to Chris, I think that was just the uh, small ankle biters manifesting uh, their little uh, scare tactics on me, you know, a young Christian playing around, okay? And... Uh, I think to me it was a learning purpose to be aware of uh, how they can act, how they can act on people, what they can do, how they can scare people, how they can make themselves look bigger, okay, and things like that. So I think three or four times that happened to me at least. It hasn't happened for 25 years. But uh, but Chris was talking about the same thing happened to him too in a lucid dream. Where uh, Well, anyway. Yeah, that was it for me. I, I, I want to make a public declaration that Dave's favorite monster the Spring Hill Jack. Right? So I don't wow. want anybody confused about that. That's my yeah. favorite monster. <clears throat> and I think he was some kind of a weird alchemical uh, creation. And uh, here's the, the big shots. You know, out there, Dave, we think you're a really weird guy. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you step up to the plate and infallibly disprove that? Can you do that? You think we're very strange people. Well, go prove something, okay? We'll turn into a comedy act. We're, Chuck, we're going to do straight comedy from this point forward. Um, I'm not going to declare it. It'll be subtle. Um, a few people will understand. Overall, we're going to do a deep, deep, deep theology and heavy conspiracy at the same time, and we'll have them figure it out, okay? Mm-hmm. You go no. figure it out. I'm not going to help you anymore. I think help you out is definitely a, a, a strange one. Yep. Hey, I was going to say, uh, Chuck, uh, you and Chris, what you were saying about your, like, uh, uh, well, sleep paralysis and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, something I just uh, kind of remembered fairly recently, and, uh, and you know, I've been reading about different things like that, you know, and um, it made me remember that when I was, when I was pretty young, uh, teen for sure. I know I've had um, sleep paralysis before, but I don't remember any kind of like, you know, 
entity or, you know, reptilian yeah. or anything like that. But I can remember at least once or twice in my life uh, waking up and, uh, and you know, maybe it was – I thought I woke up, but I hadn't, com- I hadn't really woke, uh, woke up yet. Uh, I, I'm not sure, but I can remember, like, realizing that I was paralyzed and couldn't move and trying to scream and yell out as loud as I could. Right, and nothing, right. And nothing would come out. Nothing now, would come out, exactly, yeah. And, and I can remember that happening at least a couple of times in my childhood. But I can't – I'm not for certain if I was actually awake and doing it, you know, for real or if I thought I was awake. You know, I had dreamed that I woke up but but wasn't, and then I woke up right after that. Yeah, I think you were dreaming, and then you woke up. You know what I mean? You woke up, and it was gone, you know? But, uh, yeah. I, but yeah. I don't remember an entity, but I remember feeling extremely afraid and like – well, but so- Something had to scare you. As I say, it, I was I was always chased. Or, I mean, something had to happen to scare yeah. you in your dream. Maybe you just don't remember that part of it. Okay, you know. Yeah, I don't. But there was something that, that was ex- caused extreme fear. I mean, some um, people. You read you read the story. Some people are going through. I don't want to say their whole entire life, but it happens to a monthly things like that. You know, and uh, yeah, man, you know that's. Uh, I mean, I think you get to the point you start getting older that that could cause a heart attack. You know what I mean? Fifty, oh, fifty-five, sixty-five-year-old guy that happens, I can see how your heart could stop or you know explode from the, that that terror. You know, it's it's a very it's highly terror uh, high terror is what it is. Yeah. You know. Well, I'll say this: my son, it's been a few years. He's twenty-four now. It's been a few years since it's happened, but it started when he was preteen. Uh, and it's happened a few times in his life that he would see this, uh, and he swears he's awake and not thinking he's he's awake, but actually awake. And he, he'd like wake up uh, suddenly from being asleep, uh, something that caused fear that made him wake up. And he would wake up, and as soon as he would open his eyes, he would see a floating head, and it looked like a person that was almost, I don't know, kind of like dead or whatever and like they were trying to talk or scream or something and they would be like floating and kind of just near him and he was hmm. he was just like he'd scare him to death he'd close his eyes and, and I actually read about that a while back and that's fairly common I mean I don't know how common but uh, a floating head is uh, uh, kind of like a yeah. kind of a thing and um He's had it happen to him several times in his life. So it's very yeah. good. I talk about. I remember one time uh, actually, uh, I had a, like a, a paralysis in uh, you know in the flesh. You know, one time back when I was like uh, eleven or twelve years old, where uh, we lived in a farm in Indiana, and uh, the house caught on fire. Okay, mm-hmm. and. Uh, my dad was gone and stuff, and my uh, stepmom said, run to the neighbors and tell them to call the uh, fire department, all right? So I ran, you know, as I say, the house is burning on fire, uh, you know, just started up. I'm running as fast as I can to the neighbor's house, which is probably uh, three-quarters of a mile down the road, okay? Yeah. And I ran up, and I got up there, and I knocked on the door and rang the doorbell. <sighs> I came to the door, and I just froze. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't talk. I couldn't breathe. It was like I couldn't say anything. 
I was paralyzed. You know, they and they finally calmed me down. And I told them what was going on, but it was uh, the closest I've ever had to like sleep paralysis. But it was actually in the flesh, you know. So yeah. Hmm. Wow. Hey, the chat room is a lot better than you guys. You, you guys are sucking right now. I'm beating everybody. I know that the audience doesn't appreciate this, but the chat room does. Yeah, I I told you, I'm way better in text. I'm defeating all of you guys. Why don't you join in and borrow some ideas and publicize this podcast? Come on, Chuck, you can do it. (laughs) Uh, uh, Let me think. I'm I'm ambidextrous today. Um, Uh, Just repeat after me whatever I type. Just declare uh, it, and uh, everybody be chuckling, and we'll have a good time. Vocalize it somehow. <laughs> it's two different worlds, the chat room and the uh, the airwaves, you know. So I have this person he's attacking all of us. He's attacking Chris uh, too. He's so definitely, when I avoid, he's definitely do, avoiding my questions. Yeah, I asked him to infallibly prove that he is not a test tube monster. Actually, I want everyone to listen today. You know how many things you can fallibly prove in a chat room? Any chat room. You know how many things you can fallibly prove in a chat room? You know how many things? Brace yourself. Absolutely nothing. All right? I already knew that. So they're coming after me. And uh, what did I say? Didn't I warn you I would turn into a comedy act? So if you want to observe this comedy act, guess what, everybody? Uh, you can see that. Uh, you go to a, a, a software uh, site called, um, I was going to say software program, but uh, a site on the internet called uh, TalkShoe Chat Grabber. There's more than one. And you can see how funny Dave actually is in text. He's so funny. He's in love with himself. I'm a, I want to confess right now, I'm a massive narcissist. And the reason I admit that is because it's a sigh up against you. I refuse to repent of my massive narcissism. So what I'm going to do, I'm not going to really look at the true Dave. I don't want to look at myself. It's all so horrible. So I'm going to use comedy to deflect this as long as I can possible. I don't want to acknowledge that I'm the greatest narcissist in the world. This is the greatest claim you'll ever have against me. So I'm absolutely unrepentant, and I'm trying to deflect everybody with comedy. I'm trying to hold everybody off because um, – it appears to me this is your greatest argument. Okay, so we can do comedy around here. We can do that. What else do you guys have to contribute? Oh, man. Is Chris Mer- Mercurius? Yes. yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, we called this person out in the chat room. This person... Haunting me like you know the hound of hell because this person assumed that I didn't know who who this person was. Notice I'm not using the male vernacular. Hmm. <clears throat> why am I doing? Oh, guess what? I'll tell you why. Because uh, I did a a really good show with Pastor Charles and Chuck. Now Pastor Charles is, is an extremely gifted prophet. You have no eye. Dia. He's one of these guys. You know, you got a big audience out there. And you got somebody in that audience with some kind of a spiritual problem. He can speak by revelation and call that problem right out. Now, I'm going to tell you something else right now, okay? Turn my weight around. 
there is one person out there that dares to oppose me more than anyone else down the years. Okay? Pastor Charles confronted this person way back in about, well, I'll say 2012, and talked about this faulty spiritual condition that this unrepentant fool had, all right, and exposed it. Did this person receive the revelation? I don't know. This person has never repented, but they dare to oppose me and create all this slander in the background. And what did I tell you earlier? Year after year, what does Dave do? Absolutely nothing. Why? I told you. I told you. I warned you. We have a saying around here. The ultimate psyop from Dave is the wall of silence, including all these silly people that are trying to fool me in the email. I know who you are. You a long time ago. So that very night, the prophet, all right, the prophet Charles, he hadn't been around this other person who's attacking me. He notified me who this person was. Unbelievable. And meanwhile, in the background, Chuck's angel were questioning the integrity of Chuck's angel in the chat room. Well, guess what? Chuck's angel was told us about 20 times because he had problems processing it. And he called me up at the end of the show and told me who this person was. And did I receive it? No. Right, Chuck? I said, wow, <laughs> that's too incredible for me. But actually, Dave was wrong. I'm getting right in my show. Whenever I'm wrong, I'm right tell you, okay? And uh, eventually I received the revelation. And it's all been exposed. And it, it happened the first night. But why didn't Dave inform this person like most people would? Because I wanted to see what they had to bring to the table. So I'm going to say absolutely nothing, and you're going to completely destroy yourself. And that's what you did. And I documented everything. Another thing that people love to do, and Johnny's actually complaining about this for the first time, nobody ever wants to confront me because they don't have enough courage, okay? And we've got a big track record here. All you people, the first thing you do is you go to Johnny. And I, I told Johnny, I said, well, you ought to get angry about this. Because you know what, what does this tell you about what they think about you? They think you are some kind of little weakling, some kind of a femma man. And they're going to come sigh up you because they don't have the courage to talk to me. Guess what? All these texts and every one of these people that dared to oppose me because they didn't have enough courage, they had to go to Johnny. Guess what? We have all the texts. I'm protecting you. So what I want you to do, I want you to be very nice towards me from this point forward, unless, unless, you want to have a public career for yourself. You want to create a new career for yourself? I tell you what, come oppose me, and we'll see how you do. All right? Isn't this fun, everybody? This is what it's like when you try to sign up Dave. I'll manufacture a new career just for you. It'll be a new form of obscure comedy, and we'll make it go viral. All right? We need some publicity around here. I'm sick and tired of people, know, all these conspiracy theorists, they refuse to admit that I'm the greatest conspiracy humorist ever. Now, isn't this true? How many people have ever declared that Dave is a greater comedian than Bill Hicks? Chuck, have you ever seen anybody? Um, 
just me. I'm kidding. Nobody. <laughs> these people. That's a joke. These, I do these people are joke arrogant. There. These people are arrogant. They dare to oppose me. There is no greater comedian. Now, I could make a big thing about comedy. I was the uh, runner-up class clown in high school, and that's just because uh, <laughs> I wasn't very uh, personable or public, and people didn't know me that well. And so I was in this kind of this little clique of track and field people, which was 100% male. And so I, I, I was the runner-up, okay? I actually had this cult following in high school of uh, all these people that would laugh at everything I said, and they had nothing to bring to the table. And then actually this comedy act that Dave manufactured, uh, Dave had this new form of comedy. I, I, I wanted to go way beyond Monty Python. And so what I used to do, I used to talk a lot about ears. Dave, what did you just, just say? I said, you should talk a lot about ears. Dave, why would you talk about ears? Well, because I didn't want to talk about noses. Okay? You've never heard this form of highly advanced comedy. But actually, this form of highly advanced comedy, according to my sisters, actually hung around at this high school for a number of years, and people were still laughing at this new, highly form of advanced comedy. Um, for quite a while afterward. And I also used to talk about this theor- theoretically existing entity called Bill. Now, I don't want you to confuse Bill with the theoretical entities that I pointed out in the chat room called Bob. Those are two different entities. Now, some people are going to confuse those two. But I'm here to tell you right now, Bob and Bill are not the same person. I'm here to verify that. Anybody comes to depose me, I'll tell you a certain mind, I'll cut, cut you right down. Bob and Bill are not the same person. Chuck, are you going to stand behind me on this? Oh, yeah, definitely. There you go. See that? Bob and Bill. No, those are two different people. Now, both of them are theoretical entities that Dave manufactured because I always had this, <laughs> this lingering desire to become <laughs> – I always wanted to be greater than Bill Hicks. I didn't think it was going to be that hard, but I don't have any publicity. So all these people are going, Dave, are you really the funniest conspiracy humorist ever? Well, get a clue, man. Who's greater than me? Are you going to promote this show? Let's go for it, man. Now, here's the thing. Not only do we do obscure forms of comedy here, I claim to be the greatest theologian ever, and you all know that, and blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm also the greatest conspiracy theorist ever. I am a deep conspiracy in category of one. Well, guess what else, folks? Um, I'm also an alternative health expert, all right? And all these alternative health experts that manufacture careers for themselves on YouTube and make all kinds of money, uh, you want to see how big you are, come talk to Dave, and we'll talk about ideas and concepts that you, you're not even familiar with. But I tell you what, you can borrow these ideas and concepts from this alternative health expert to promote your own career on YouTube. And here's the deal. We're going to make it easy. You don't have to give me any credit. No credit, all right? You don't have to give me any credit. 
All right. So what we're trying to say around here, you know, Chuck, you're my sidekick, and you are an extremely talented guy. You know that? And uh, I am positioned somewhat approximately above Chuck. Now, what do you think about that? You think that's an extremely egocentric statement? What do you guys think? You guys are the elders. What's your prognostications, okay? See what happens when you have a podcast that never gets promoted? Well, then I have to promote it, okay? So we're going to make it easy. I realize that everyone is highly programmed. You were born into a cult. And so when Dave uses highly inflammatory language, either here or on Facebook, he's trying to trigger your programming because Dave is your ultimate D programmer. Let me repeat that right now. I agreed. And your ultimate D programmer. Now, the reason I have to do comedy is because when Dave speaks, his words are so painful in accordance with your mind control program that people start to freak out and your demons start to freak out. I'll tell you what, you bring your demons right here, me and Chuck will exercise them. Right, Chuck? <laughs> Who wants to go next? Mm-hmm. Step up to the plate, publicize yourself, humble yourself. We're going to push the record button, and we'll see if we can exercise your demons. Who wants to go first? Mr. Big Shot? Right? Yeah. So this is what we have to do to publicize this podcast, because nobody wants to pay attention, because um, Illuminati is trying to shut it all down. So anyway, my name is Super Dave, and it's all about me, and I am so <laughs> in love with myself, and I want to tell everyone I'm a massive narcissist. It's true. I, I've been trying to cover it all these years. People have exposed me. I can't keep it secret anymore. That's my number one claim. I am the absolute, ultimate narcissist. I'm speaking down to everyone. I'm arrogant. I'm proud. All right? That's your greatest claim against me. All right? So, anyway, you guys have anything else to contribute? No, I think we had a lot of fun tonight, Dave. Absolutely. I had a lot of fun texting people in the chat. I mean, the comedy dinosaur monster show is fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite monster? My favorite monster is Dave. He's extremely irritating to me. My (laughs) entire life is dedicated to destroy Dave. He's my ultimate monster. (laughs) (laughs) And what do you have to bring to the table? You don't have anything. Don't don't embarrass yourself. Um, I'll I'll try to protect you, okay, as long as possible. Please please don't embarrass yourself. All right? Think twice because um, it's going to be a new form of apologetics. What did I just say in the show? I said blitzkrieg apologetics. You have to qualify for that before I take you down. So bring your best shot, and there will be people chuckling in the background, and it will all be very funny, all right? This person right. can freely embarrass themselves on my show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can all come on. Chris I, I, welcome, I, welcome, I welcome them to do that. He'll take you right down while, while I'm chuckling in the background. <laughs> you know, multitasking, you know, clean the kitchen. Hey, Chris, have you shut him down yet? Uh, yeah, it took about three seconds. All right, okay. <laughs> Just washing dishes here. Let me know if you need me, man. All right. We'll take you right down. Okay. Hey, Chris. Who wants to go next? Yeah. Who wants to promote themselves on the big show? Go ahead. All right, you guys. Go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, Chris, it looks like uh, 
we've got a mutual friend and uh, on Facebook, and uh, we ought to try to get Dave on his program. Oh yeah, who's that? Uh, Rob Skiba. Oh yeah, yeah. I like Rob Skiba. Yeah, I do too. I I, I mean, I, I know him personally. Uh, I mean, not not real well, but we've spoken at the same event, and so we you know we know each other. And um, yeah, I think he's I think he's genuine. You know, he's oh searching. yeah, me too. He's searching with all of us, you know, for answers and truth. But he, he seems to be one of the ones that's more open to, you know, uh, things could change with new information or new revelation or whatever. He, he doesn't dig his heels in just too hard on some stuff yeah. at least. But uh, he, he's uh, he's got quite an audience. It'd be great if Dave could get on a show. I think he's a little dishonest when he tries to claim an ag- agnostic position about the Earth cosmology, though. No, he's uh, well, at least from what I can tell, he's 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 made up his mind on the cosmology. From the last from the last I heard, he always describes himself as a satanic agnostic. I mean, yeah, he's trying to use the evidence as his standard for determining his cosmology, whether it's true or not. Yeah. He should just go by the Bible, by the revelation from the omniscient mind. It, it tells you what it is, so you should just believe it. You know? Yeah. I think you're <laughs> right, but I think very recently he, he's, or pretty recently, he, he's made up his mind, uh, you know, concerning like a flat earth cosmology. I mean, not that he's got all the answers, but. Uh, yeah. Now, I may be wrong, but I, I think he I think he has changed from that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I haven't I haven't heard it personally, but it's possible. I know he's been yeah. putting out a lot of stuff on it. Yeah, um I think he has. I it didn't seem like I read him uh, something he posted just not long ago about it. Mhm. Uh but anyway, he's uh I I think Dave would make a good good guest on there. I think he would uh I don't know. I I think I mentioned Dave to him once, but uh I, he never really said anything, so I don't know if he just didn't catch it or or whatever, you know. It was when we were uh, just emailing back and forth or something. But uh, I have to think he knows who Dave is, maybe has listened to him some, because uh, I've told Dave before, and you probably know this, there, there's certain things. He's got that, a lot of views that overlap with what yeah, Dave believes. <laughs> that, that overlap that I've not really heard other people talking about other than Dave. Mm-hmm, yeah. So that makes me curious. I, I think he may know who he is. And <laughs> Jeff, I haven't sent an email to uh, talk to him. I haven't sent an email to Dave. So anyway, you guys, have you ever heard me say anything negative about Rob Skiba? <clears throat> I don't think so. No. Well, guess what? You go listen to the last 45 minutes of Hoaxbusters. I stepped into an absolute firestorm. Mr. Paradox is in there arguing for the flat earth, and look at, you know something? I'm on Chris Kendall's side. Do you think that's an extraordinary statement? I said, I am on Chris Kendall's side. Dave, how could you possibly say such a thing? Well, he's a globe earther. Check this out. Do you hear Dave bothering to get sufficiently motivated to refute globe earthers? Reality check. Does Dave do that? Not too much. What does Dave talk about? 
Um, the fantastical you boob cosmologists that want to set themselves up to some kind of authority, monetize their you boob channel, and just totally and utterly ignore me and the cloud behind the moon, the cloud behind the sun, the artificial night sky, and all that good stuff, and claim that I am some kind of um, nobody or act as if I am. That's what I'm talking about. So I'm not here to refute Chris Kendall or anybody else. I'm going to tell you a secret, okay? I am a professional. Go last, go listen to the last 45 minutes of Hoaxbusters. Absolute hornet's nest. And Dave steps in there, what do you have? You have respect from Ham. You have respect from Chris. You have respect for me, for Ham, and Chris. You know why? I am a professional. If I come on your show, I'm not there to discredit you. I'm there to make you look good. And we can rise together. Give me a chance, just one chance. I'll prove myself, okay? Now, here's the thing. Now, if you want to critique me and show signs of regression, oh, yeah, please, please change real quick. You're going to make the first move. And that's my psyop. I will be the most polite, well-mannered person you ever did see in order to make you look bad when you initially opposed me. That's my psyop. I'm telling you right now. Isn't this funny? Well, it's very funny. Am I talking about Chris Kendall? No, not him at all. No. And what have I said? How many times have I said, Hope Sponsors is my favorite podcast? You heard me say that? Probably be three or four times. So if I speak against Hope Sponsors, I'm kind of speaking against myself unless I've developed a new radical opinion. But no, I'm a professional and I will support anybody that's quote unquote searching for the truth or at least pretending that you are, even if I have a secret belief that you're Illuminati agents. We, we can't talk about that, right? We can't handle the truth. So anyway, I'll work with these Illuminati agents because um, we need to promote ourselves around here. Right? It'll be subtle humor. The people in the background will know Dave's secret release, but we'll pull on the show for everybody, okay? We'll all have lots of fun. It's going to be good. So who wants to do a show with Dave? Let's get the word out, okay? And what did I say? I'll make you look good. There you go. I am a professional. I'm not here to tear you down, deconstruct you, unless you want to deconstruct me. You want to do that? <laughs> Your career will be hanging in the balance, and you don't know what I have to bring to the table because I haven't told you yet. So I've noticed that no one has been <clears throat> courageous enough to um, oppose me yet. So we'll see around here, won't we? Mm-hmm. Who wants to be courageous? Go for it. But I have no, nothing to say against Bob Skiba. Right? Well, and you know, the truth, the truth is, Dave, though, too, I mean, we do this all the time, too, through discussion and uh, um, research. Uh, when we find out we're wrong, we accept it and change the uh, philosophy, correct? You know what I mean? So it's not... You know, it's not totally one-way street here. It's just a, uh, you know, you have to explore, you have to talk, you have to think, you have to pray, you have to ask questions, you have to research, and, uh, you know, 
I'm wrong a lot of the times too, and I come around and change a different philosophy or expose to new knowledge makes my old way of thinking changes it, you know. So, you know, we're not I'm not trying to say that doesn't happen either. So I have never heard of a podcast where the host declares that he has been wrong more than this show. Can you think of any other anybody else? And and people want to say, Dave, you're arrogant, full of yourself, and you need to repent. Do you ever have a humble bone in your body, Dave? These are the simple-minded fools on full-blown mind control. They're stuck in the emotion of rent. Okay? They can't hear the message. Their ears are blocked. Who blocked their ears? Well, I, I said God did, right? And he works through the vehicle of the Illuminati. Can you comment on the message? No, because... I'm on full-blown mind control, Dave, and all I can really think about right now is you. I have to attack the messenger. You speak down to me and make me feel terrible. This is the second time I've cried on this show. I cried again. Nobody gave me any attention. I didn't give any attention around here. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you about a secret. I'm going to take this show down right now. You ready? I don't, I don't want to declare that. Dave has multiple personalities. <laughs> he has multiple personalities. I'm going to prove it. I'm going to destroy everything I got. I'm going to take Dave down right now. You guys ready? Okay, everybody who listens to the show, they're always making this extraordinary claim that Dave is one single person. You ever, you ever heard that extraordinary claim? Dave is one single person. How do you know that? You ever heard this guy talk about theology on a deeper level than anybody else ever did in the history of the church? And make fools out of people by asking rhetorical questions that have never been addressed in the history of Christianity. You ever hear that guy? Anybody ever answer? No. Well, that guy is highly talented. Now we have this other dude. That's the first time I've ever said this word publicly. Dude. <clears throat> he claims to be a deep conspiracist in the category of one. Now, do you think that anybody could be massively talented enough to combine those two, th- two things into one show? There's no way, right? You need to question that. Do you really think that Dave is that massively talented? Come on, man. We're calling him out, right? There's got to be more than one Dave. And then we got this other guy, this other guy that claims to be Dave. He claims to be an alternative health expert. Uh Uh-huh. Now, did you ever hear an alternative health expert that talks over everyone's head and also does deep theology and deep conspiracies on the same show? Did you ever hear anyone who was so massively talented? No. Have I ever heard anyone? No. So I'm here to tell you. It's time to start learning how to think straight. Don't assume that this is one person unless you want to claim that Dave is the most massively talented person. And now, Are you ready to clear that? Hell no. So <laughs> what we need to do is encourage these new conspiracy theories and expose the fact there's no freaking way that Dave could be one single person. 
I want to get the fakeologists on my side and the hoax busters. We're going to take this Dave guy down. I think it's a simulated person. I think it's a sentient machine. I question whatsoever that there is any Dave. There's no way. There's no, what are we supposed to believe? This guy is the new prophet? There you go. All the speculation in the background, I'll tell you right now, don't believe any of that nonsense. It's all too good to be true. What does Satan do? He apes God. Now stop to think for a moment. Do you really believe the new Elijah is showing up yet? Have you ever considered the possibility that this show could be a complete and utter mockery of the coming prophet to sigh up everybody and get them to reject everything? Have you ever seriously considered that? If I haven't, then that was a, that's a new thought even for me. All right. Anyway, so the thing about Dave He doesn't need theology. He doesn't need conspiracies. And he doesn't need anything that has to do with alternative health. Dave is the greatest comedian ever. And I don't get any credit for it. So uh, we do comedy around here. But actually, um, if I wasn't doing comedy, then I would be um, your personal life coach and making all kinds of money on the Internet. Like for some mysterious reason, I can't get uh, sufficiently motivated to do. All right. So we're here to sign off you every which way, and uh, we're going to test you. We want to force you to start analyzing the information and drawing your own conclusions, no matter how badly Dave sign offs you. Because this is definitely one of the best comedy acts ever, all right? Absolutely. I agree. I'm psyoping everybody. And Dave, uh, what were you doing here? Well, I told you. It's a new form of comedy. Right? Mm-hmm. We're going to promote this. All right? There you go. <laughs> Chuck is real funny, too. He's kind of subtle, but uh, you'll pick up, pick up on it eventually. <clears throat> Most of the humor has to do with Chuck's angel. Doesn't that sound funny to you? Chuck's angel. Chuck has an angel, and he's speaking authoritatively. And uh, you know something about Chuck's angel speaking authoritatively? You know, I think about all that. You know, if I was a typical mind-controlled slave trying to process this show, you know, I think about all that. I think it's all very funny. So I'm laughing along with you. I know you think I'm funny. I think you're funny, too, and Chuck's funny, and his angel, too. And it's also very funny, isn't it? Because you, you little pea brain, you mental midgets, what can you process? Process anything? Nothing. So you're going to be my next comedy act. If you want to show any public signs of aggression towards me, my warning is we'll make it viral. I said I'm going to publicize this show. So don't underestimate me. I am the greatest comedian ever. All right? You dare oppose me. All right, you guys. Any other monsters? All right. I'm drifting off, so. <laughs> yeah, he's an island <laughs> one, so Chris and I, yeah. he's always drifting off. I, I'm, I'm probably going to have to go to bed myself. I'm, All right. Uh, in Arkansas. Yeah. I just wanted to say. And Chuck in Wisconsin. Go ahead. I was just going to say it was a great show, and uh, it's good talking to you guys again. And, and uh, Chris, 
I uh, I enjoyed talking with you. Uh, you actually, uh, you know your stuff. You kind of got me to thinking about a couple things, and <laughs> you know, from a little different perspective. And I, you know, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. I just want nice. to, I just nice want you, to affirm. Yeah. Everybody, this is infallible, objective evidence. If this show gets better, the more that Dave shuts his big mouth. Can you agree with me? <laughs> this is one of the best shows ever. How much did I contribute? Very little, except all this sophomoric BS in order to promote Dave and the big show. <laughs> Apart from that, what did Dave ever do? He did diddly squat. So how talented is Dave? Not too much. I actually need you guys. So we're going to try to do a part two with uh, Georgie. We uh, yeah. scheduled for tentatively scheduled for Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I want you to come prove my point. You guys don't need me. All right? Uh, All right. I'm going to think in the background, disappear. This is your show. I want you to take over. And yeah, I had, I'll be I had way more. I had way more, by the way. I didn't. I barely scratched um, it, but. My greatest aspiration is to be the sentient machine in the background. That's that's all I have to bring you to the table. Right? It's over, man. I, you guys have called me out. I, I'm going to be tired. <laughs> I yeah, am the yeah. sentient machine. This is the ultimate psyop. Nobody believes me. They never will. I'm vocalized. I am a machine, and there's a vocal program. Do you believe me? It's not going to believe me. They never. And they always have the advantage over everybody because they will never believe me. Don't give me any credit, man. This is my show. I am the sentient machine. You see that? Mm-hmm. That's, They're that's wicked, the wicked fools. These wick, you wicked fools that oppose me, you oppose the sentient machine. You will never infallibly disprove this from this day forward. All right. So anyway, that's the that's the best psyoptic comment of the night, Dave. Yep. Comedy comment of the best night, right there. That's ever. pretty good. You want to start off me? I'll take you right down real quick, okay? <laughs> you're not going to prove anything in the chat room or anywhere well, else. Well, you know, you, but you got to, you know, you got to look for the comedy aspect of it to understand the <laughs> statement. You know, I am the comedian, all right. And we also one more thing. I know this is an extremely arrogant and uh, narcissistic statement, but uh, I am the DJ, and I have had this written down for quite a while. I haven't even said it. I am. The DJ. Dave, why are you telling us that you're the DJ? Because this is a variety show. You got to wonder, what is up with this guy that has this huge backlog of audio that nobody else has? And he's very reluctant to reveal it in the public format. You guys ever wonder about this? Is there anybody else out there that has this huge backlog of audio like Dave? Do you know how big my backlog is? No, you don't. Now, here's this little secret about Dave. He's a massive idealist. Chris just called me out, so I'm not going to hide in the background anymore. I'm a massive idealist, overly so, and I have certain interior uh, dysfunctional problems, okay? Dave believes that he's the greatest DJ ever, and I've actually believed that ever since 1979, and I look at the music that people play today, and I, uh, please, I don't want to comment on that, okay? I am the DJ. Now, I was a DJ a long, long time ago, like three decades ago, and I've never heard a better turntable than mine. So Dave has this DJ mindset. His entire life used to be based around smoking pot and playing music. 
and watching the television with the sound on. And I was perfectly content to do that night after night until guess what? The most high God actually got a, a hold of me. <laughs> he made me unemployed, and I started thinking, well, gee, maybe I need God here. All right. So anyway, um, and then I became a Christian. All right, and uh, I took my record albums, and what did I do with them? I burnt them in a fiery sacrifice. Dedicate myself to God. That's what my life is all based around. But I've never seized from the opinion that I am the greatest DJ. I've never seen any objective evidence. Now, this is my personal opinion. Everybody has different views in music, and so you would disagree with me. But I am the greatest DJ. I'm declaring right now. Everybody here, I don't need a career with uh, alternative health or theology. I don't need I don't need a comedy act, right? And I don't need all this conspiracy stuff. I am the DJ. So anyway, once you realize that Dave has this highly unusual mindset, you might start looking and evaluating it. Why does Dave upload these podcasts in the order that he does? Well, I said this is a variety show. And I think that when Chris and I do philosophy and esoteric uh, theology, like two shows in a row, that's enough. No more of that. We're going we're gonna to do a change-up pitch, okay? I was horrible at baseball, but I actually I'm one of the basic, big, best change-up pitchers ever. <clears throat> and I think baseball is boring, by the way. But, <laughs> yeah, this is my turntable. And... I'll put anything on here. I'll release this show. It doesn't matter. I'm going to release Facebook text wars. <laughs> I just did it on, the, on, on a Facebook. It's like five years ago. Yeah, I remember that one. And, and, and nobody has even addressed this. And that, uh, that theology is defective. I no longer believe it anymore, you know, most of it. I can yeah. teach myself and have a real good time. You can see the defects there, right, Chris? Yeah, yeah. I was listening to some of your old stuff at work, and I was like, "This is this is wrong now." <laughs> yeah. Now, how many people come on their their own show and talk about their personal defects in theology? Ever heard of money? I'm no. Mr. Big Shot with the super big ego, Mr. Egocentric, Mr. Narcissist. He's totally in love with himself. Well, I'll tell you what. That's an extraordinary claim, and it's highly subjective. That's your greatest shot ever. Come prove something. You want to do that? What did I say? You know how many people have opened their Bible and produced one single scripture to oppose me? Any significant level? You know how many people? Nobody. And now another year has gone by. And we are no longer in Pokemon Park. We're moving forward, guys. We're going to go beyond Pokemon Park. Are you ready, Chris? I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, what about you, Chuck? Chuck, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Jeff, are you ready to go beyond Pokemon Park? Yeah. All right, we're going to do it. And there's going to be people chuckling in the background and hurling insults, <laughs> and uh, very few will comprehend this because Dave is so massively talented that you cannot process him. Now, I, I, I'm a DJ. Everything else I do is secondary. The comedy, I don't need that. Right? Theology, alternative health, you know. Okay, I'm better than everybody, but so I, I'm, I'm, I'm a comedian. I, I don't do all this conspiracy stuff. Please, I want some credibility. I am the DJ. All right? Let's get something straight around here. 
Now, you know as well as I do, there's no way you could combine those five categories into one person. So I'm exposing them myself for everyone to see. <laughs> all right? You come after me, and we'll do some comedy around here, all right? There you go. It's time to promote this show. I am the DJ. And there's a great song out there by David Bowie. Play it on YouTube tonight. Uh, oh, DJ. And we'll be uh, talking about David Bowie later and why Dave recommended that. Actually, David Bowie, like I said before, his entire career is a total mockery of the Davidic Prince. Can you yeah. that song? Okay. Yeah. You may want to go play that song because it has inside information there. Yeah. All right. Anything else you got? No. No. <laughs> All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go, but uh, All right, yeah. had a good time tonight, and I hope we can uh, do this again next week, next weekend. Yeah. Uh, we'll try yeah. for uh, this Thursday. You guys were very professional. You did a great job, Chris. And, Thank you. Uh, you too, Jeff. Absolutely. Yeah, you did a great job. Good to hear from you guys. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, it's, it's good to talk to all of you. So you guys have a good a good night, and I'll talk to you next Thursday, hopefully. All right, man. All right, man. All right. God bless. Bye. Anything else? I'm cool. After I put everyone in their place. All human beings. <laughs> well, I, I think I think, David, uh, yeah, there's uh, things are going to be changing here pretty quick. I think uh, getting mm-hmm. that worked on. Things are uh, mm-hmm. things are moving. As I was saying before in the show, things are speeding up and things are going to change. And uh, uh, there's a new order coming in place, I guess, perhaps. Okay, so uh, somebody's yeah. got to take so authority. I, somebody's got to be a man and stand up and assume responsibility and try to deprogram and wake these people up, man. You know, I don't know. You know, nobody else mm-hmm. can do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I just we, need, we, we need an author, we need an authoritarian male patriarch again. Uh-oh. I'm talking about a patriarch on Facebook and put, the feminist just put down and get yeah. these people in line. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put my foot down. But I'll <laughs> you, uh, one more time. There's no possible way that Dave could be just massively talented. So this show is fake. There's obviously more than one Dave and. Uh, Let's do some critical thinking around here for the first time, all right? And that can go somewhere. You guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. There's no way that anyone could be that massively talented. Now, you know that, and I know it too. Let's get going here, right? Anything else, guys? You got it. Oh. All right. All right, man. Cool. All right. We're going to say goodnight now, and thank you for listening to this uh, variety show. Night, everybody. Nice. Uh, bye.